Hello, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, this is episode two. Today, we're going to be doing a uh, retro rewind of our past games, kind of where we started. Uh, I'm Bill. I'm Zach. Um, yeah, we're going to be talking about uh, some of the games that we grew up with, what first got us into gaming, uh, classics, favorites over the years, maybe some series we'd like them to bring games back for or do some more remakes, just like they did with uh, you know Resident Evil 4 and things along those lines. Can we talk about the GoldenEye uh, rebank? I'm not too happy with it. Um, you know, I think it's got some issues. Um, I, I played a few hours of it. Um, I didn't think it was too bad, but yeah, it was a little, it was a little rough. It, it definitely played played better than 64. Yeah. Um, if only the 64 was a bit better of a control scheme, but you know. You only get one joystick. It's a product of its time, and you know what? It was it was pretty good. All right. Uh, so, uh, if I remember correctly, where I got started, uh, I got started on the Super Nintendo. Uh, I, <laughs> I, I have memories of growing up, and my grandmother taking me to the movie store to rent Super Nintendo games. Uh, small little shack in my hometown uh, or I guess our hometown uh, it, it's crazy to think that at one point you could rent Super Nintendo games I guess you, you have Nintendo games and all that but us growing up it's Super Nintendo and all that uh, uh, my favorite game for that would probably have been uh, Super Mario World <laughs> I guess it's probably most people's favorite it, it, it's one of those games that you don't know what's going to come at you. It's, I don't know. It, I guess you do know what's going to be coming at you. It's Mario, but it, it seemed like one of the first colorful kind of games that kind of pulled you in. Um, right, and that was definitely one of my um, original games. Um, you know, we're early 90s kids. Um uh, I had a couple older brothers than me, um, and that's what I played on first was um, uh, my one brother had a, a Super Nintendo as well, and I remember sitting down and playing um, Mario. Um, of course, I was god-awful at it because I, I couldn't have been more than five at the time, but, you know, I, I, I've been hooked on games ever since. Oh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, heck, I remember playing Duck Hunt with my uncle and all that. Uh, I didn't own one. My grandmother bought me my Super Nintendo. Uh, <clears throat> first, it was a bulky square one, and then they, I guess you call it the Super Nintendo Slim, where mm. it was rounded off on the top. It was. Uh, I had a lot of good memories with that. Yeah. Yeah, classic games, um, you know, they, the graphics were so limited at the time that... Um, it feels like the developers had to just really make a good story and good gameplay to help carry that on. Um, I feel like a lot of games now, um, they, they sell themselves with how good the world looks instead of actual gameplay and, and depth and feel to it. Um, and, uh, you know, definitely uh, that nostalgia hooks for some of those old games. I for sure go through and, you know, PlayStation 1 was my first personal console. I, I bought that one off of one of my brothers as he uh, moved on from doing gaming stuff or, you 
$25 because I was his brother, of course. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I grew up playing, like, you know, uh, Tomba uh, 2 specifically. Um, I don't know if you have, – have you ever heard of Tomba? No. <laughs> So, so uh, the concept of Tomba was very weird. So you are this wild child who is raised by a monkey named Charles, um, where Charles is kind of your brother. Um, and he has, like, weird, like, circus clown kind of parachute pants um, that are, like, white and red striped. Um, and uh, you um, have this girl that you're really interested in tabby she's like your friend um and this the, i'm talking about the, sp the second one specifically the first one was like you're you're just a kid and you're you know um there are these things called the evil pigs <laughs> and uh yeah um and they put a curse onto um the uh the continent that you are from and you you it's uh like a, a 2d platformer game and you go around and you're you're fighting these pigs and um, you know, eventually you beat them and you, you, you lock them away in these, uh, pig bags that are like sealing their powers or whatever. Um, the second game moves on to a 2.5 D you go to a new continent and you're trying to rescue your friend Tabby, who's been placed under the curse of, uh, an evil pig. She's been kidnapped and, um, <clears throat> you know, very, very unique environments. Um, you had a fishing village that you started out in then you go to like a coal mining town and then there's um where like you know the the pig has put a, a spell on it where um everything's on fire and like there's a bunch of like fire enemies there because you know obviously coal mining place um then you move on to a, a ranch where um everything has been frozen over there's a blizzard coming through from uh, another pig and then uh, there's a forest that there's ghosts and stuff in um, uh, another town gets put under a, a, a curse by the earth pig so it turns all the circus people into giant pigs and so now they can't do their surf their circus routines because you know they're they're pig people now and they can't do their balancing acts and nobody can understand them and a very very unique game sounds um, like a modified version of zelda <laughs> um you know uh you could probably get zelda elements out of it um it, it was just a, it was a very fantasy world, and it was it was Japan being Japan. Um, you know, they, it was very weird and unique games, but you know, solid gameplay. Everything was very interesting. Yeah, uh, it's still cut here. Um, but uh, one of my favorite games for PlayStation. Uh, I'm a car guy, uh, was uh, the Gran Turismo. It, it seemed like it couldn't get any better with a racing game then. Yeah, um, I I am not a car guy. I'm not a racing game. I did have a car game that I like to play, uh, Vigilante 8 Second Defense. Oh, heck yeah. Do you remember that game? Oh, yeah. A fun game. So um, for any of you who haven't ever heard of it, um, it was basically Twisted Metal. Um, you are in unique uh, arena-like environments. Um, you get to pick different characters. Each character has their own unique vehicle, which gives them unique specials. Um, you know, you could play as uh, an alien who was uh, who drove a trash compactor um, uh, garbage truck. Um, 
There school was bus. a yeah school bus. There was a cyborg alien that that drove like I don't know a Mustang kind of thing, Something like that. Generic sports car. Um, but you know, and uh, you had uh, I believe a, a family of circus performers that drove like a, a motorbike with a little sidecar, and you know um, that might have been put. No, that was definitely that one was definitely vigilante. Yeah. I think that yeah, I don't remember a school bus. Oh, it wasn't a school bus, like Greyhound bus. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. And you could play as uh, a hearse and uh, uh, a big rig without the uh, without the trailer on it. Right. But uh, yeah, very fun game. Yeah, it was definitely like twist metal, but mm-hmm. clean, cleaner, more family friendly. I guess. Yeah, you could yeah. Say. It was it was definitely I think a little bit goofier. Less demonic. Yes, less than demonic. demonic is a good. Yeah, yep. Um, both were really fun games, but uh, yeah, good stuff. God, I remember renting that game. I, I yeah. And then, Twisted Metal or? Uh, well, both, but V8 Vigilante. Yeah, uh, I, I owned that one. I put hours and hours onto it. I think I actually burnt the disc out from playing it so much. Then getting the uh, back in the day when you could get a whole cheat book. Oh, yeah. With all the games in there, yeah, you the just had to codes. put all cheats in. Yeah, I was never a big fan of using cheats for that one. Um, that was one of those games where um, I just I loved playing it so much, and you know I was a little kid, so I didn't care even if I was bad at it. I just you know wanted to dump time into it. Oh yeah, uh, another old school game. Uh, I mean, we've been playing it here recently, but uh, Age of Empire. Uh, yep, it's. It's so simple, but you really makes you have to take some time and think about what you're doing. Yep. It was the first computer game that I personally owned was the original Age of Empires. I had the uh, the Rise of Rome and all the expansions. Uh, great games. Strategy games are right up my alley. That's one of my favorite genres. My first computer game, I can't, I can't think of the name, but it was... It was like an airplane simulator game, but it wasn't air, like, like the uh, like the Sims planes or something like that. Something like that. You know, a bunch of warplanes you could uh, fly. Hmm. Fun. It just, I don't know, but it was early two thousand graphics. So you know. yeah, my first computer game. It was either the original Doom or it was Oregon Trail. Uh, the first Oregon Trail, um, obviously two two classics that you know people nowadays still even know of. Oh God, Oregon Trail! You died of dysentery every time. Every time. Every time. Yeah, uh, dysentery, or you you ford a two inch deep river and then your wagon floods out and floats down the river and you lose all your supplies. Take your oxen out. Yep. Yep, every time. You always that, that game is the only way to succeed is to be the banker and just spend a bunch of money on everything. <laughs> <laughs> just just pay your problems away. That's hey, holds true to life today. Pay your problems away. Yep. I guess money does solve everything. Uh just about, yeah. Just about. Yeah. Um Yeah, the uh I I, I had a hard time with Oregon Trail. It was just too much management. Yeah, I was Never good at it. I only succeeded it probably two or three times. Um, I don't think I ever succeeded it with everybody alive. Uh, but 
Yeah, it's a fantastic game. And then Doom, obviously. Doom, the classic. Oh, yeah. You, got, you can't be without Doom. Yep. Yep. Played that uh, on my mother's office computer. It was a Windows 95, I believe. Windows 95 or 98. And, uh, yeah, it was it was just mind-blowing seeing all the graphics and the color. And, you know, it was, it was a huge jump up from, you know, again, playing Mario or Duck Hunt or something along those lines. If I remember correctly, from what I've heard, I think I've read or heard, uh, Doom, for the computer, was the first game to actually play with lighting, flickering and whatnot. Yeah, I, I don't know if that's true, but I absolutely remember that being one of the aspects of the game, is like all the lights changing in rooms, and uh, you know, it really gives it that spooky atmosphere. Oh, God. Oh, uh, I was just remembering a game. Red Faction, uh, the one, I think, one for PlayStation. 2? Yeah, PlayStation Two had the original Red Faction on it, and that one was fun to cheat because <laughs> it had it had a um, destroyable map. Anywhere you went, you could just destroy anything. Yeah, pull out a rocket Clo- launcher. Closest comparison nowadays would be like. Um, I don't know, when you think of Battlefield games where you can destroy the maps and the buildings and stuff like that, except this one was like, you could dig through the terrain with explosives. Everything was destructible. Oh, yeah. I, I was, that was fun for me. Mm-hmm. I, I liked, I liked the, 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 the area that you could just yeah manipulate. The I game guess. was a little too ahead of its time, um, unfortunately. Um, it wasn't the best game. But it was very innovative in some of the stuff they've done, and it's one of those things where people just haven't even tried to replicate it nowadays just because it's so, you know, you you get some Sims-like games, some colony managements, and some, um, you know, survival games that'll that'll do the destructible environments, but most games shy away from it. It's just too much. Yeah, I I don't know of any games nowadays that have a destructible environment. Oh, Valheim, what we've played together. Oh, yeah, when you yeah. tried to flatten out ground and yep. destroy an entire house. Oh, that was uh, that was Dakota's mistake, not mine. Yeah, you better be listening, Dakota. Um, that's your fault for... Uh, no, actually, I think I was the one who told him to flatten everything out. So I guess we, we've all got a part to blame on this. You guys put it up on stilts. Um, I, I, I told him to flatten the nothing. game out, and he's the one who actually broke everything. Look, I spent, I spent like six hours fixing that house after that um so oh god can you remember when we used to when we worked at the factory together uh <laughs> we'd get on minecraft and play minecraft for god like eight oh. to ten hours at a time oh yeah and all the buildings that we're not allowed to talk about yeah those awesome buildings yep um one was a castle yeah it was it was hours of fun we were definitely um we we hit that age where we you know I mean, we were still in school and Minecraft was an alpha. Um, I remember playing the alpha version of Minecraft when, you know, it was only creative mode. You couldn't really place blocks. You could only break some. Um, nothing hurt you. You didn't have a health bar. There was It was only, you, know, you could just fly around and kind of dig around and, and stuff like that. Um, and then, you know, we were, we were juniors when it actually hit. People were playing it. But we didn't really get into it until after we graduated. Yeah, I, I played it a little bit in school because, you know, what else are you going to do? And it was, we got free versions of it. We, you know, 
just downloaded it. Um, legally. Yeah, absolutely legally. We did not spend any money on it, but that wasn't an issue at the time. Um, legally. Yeah. Um, don't sue us. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it, it was one of those, uh, you know, childhood games, and still every now and again I'll, I'll go and spend 20 minutes, an hour into it just to see what new things they've done and where they've gone with the game. and It's come a long way. And villagers weren't even a thing. Or villages. Yeah, villages weren't a thing. You couldn't, like, horses weren't a thing. You, you, your animals were, I think, just sheeps and cows. If even pigs. that. I don't even know if pigs were there to start. One of the three wasn't there to start with. Uh, I'm not sure. It might, have, it might have been sheep weren't there to start with. I don't remember. But um, yeah, it was it was it was a interesting time seeing that game grow up, you know, basically right along with you. Yeah, I, I God, I just loved how we <laughs> you just get on and then you look at the clock and like eight hours later, like oh crap. Yeah, that was absolutely a game there for a while where you could just spend eternities into and not even realize. I I I'll be honest with you, I I, I really liked it better when it came to console. I I liked doing it better with a controller than I did with a mouse. I think so, too. Um, I think it's a it's a real good game to just, you know, sit around with the family and, and, and relax and just screw around on. You know, have other people right there with you to, to talk with and share with. And um, It's definitely a game made for, for being with people. It doesn't seem like they're... Uh, I guess they do have, like, edition packs and whatnot, but they like, don't force you to make it to where you have to get this to play the game. Yeah, all, all yeah, you, you buy the base game now or, you know, have it on Game Pass or something like that. Um, but everything else just goes to uh, you know, microtransactions and skins and stuff like that. EA. Yeah. Yeah, basically. So speaking of games that have, have grown with us and over the time, um, you got any series that you, you wish they would revisit, they'd make a new game of? Um Make a new game or remake? Yeah, uh, either one, you know. Um, uh, games that uh, the, the series has died off forever ago, and they, they just, the devs have put it in the cold locker and have ignored the series, and it's basically died off. I One of them I really liked, and I probably am in the very few of the people who actually play this game. I don't know, maybe. Uh, it was called Time Splitters. I loved it. Yeah, I, I've played Time Splitters with you, and they uh, they released it to Xbox again not that long ago. Correct. Correct. Uh, it was just the basic. I mean, whatever it came out on PlayStation at the time, so it wasn't anything like remastered. Yeah. Or it looks like original Xbox. Yeah, PlayStation Two original Xbox era game. And definitely, I don't know. We used to play that when I was younger. Oh God, what was the what was that game? A top-down game we used to play. Dungeon. It was like a dungeon runner. Mm. Champions of Champions of Norath. Yeah. Yep. Yep. We uh we played the second one. I can't remember what it's called, but yeah, Champions of Norath for sure. Um, which you know uh they they're redoing or redid the Baldur's Gate series, the original. Uh, that was kind of the the predecessor. Um, you know, by who knows how long, but it was in the exact same vein, the Diablo clone kind of thing. It's a disservice disservice to call it a Diablo clone, um, you know, because you're going, uh, you know, 
Diablo has its own universe, and this is this is more of a Dungeons and Dragons universe. Um, but yeah, Champions of North, I'd love to see a new one of that. Oh yeah, uh, especially I don't know if you'd call it 3D or two and a half, but I definitely would be neat to see it turned into like a I don't know a third person instead of like the top down. But I the the top down kind of made it pretty neat. I mean, it, it was very easy on the eyes, and I mean, it was a very beautiful layout of the game. It was a game that, even though it wasn't a graphics powerhouse, you didn't really notice um, because of how the game was framed and um, all the other stuff to it was so good. And again, for for the era that it came out in, it was it was still very very pretty game. Um, yeah. Yeah, Champions of Norath was the original, and Champions Return to Arms was the second. Yeah, they, uh, I, I, I don't remember if that had weapon crafting or not. I think it was just whatever you found, that's what you got. Yeah, you could find stuff, you could buy stuff, um, you could slot gems into it, which would give you uh, bonus points, um, like extra fire damage or something along those lines. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't, I don't believe you could do any weapon crafting. Um, but, you know, it was a game where you didn't need it. It dumped loot at you so often that, you you know, you wouldn't have to worry about crafting stuff. you just find stuff, fight big guys, and, you know. Yeah, and fighting over gold. Yep, yep. Oh, Yeah, I'll tell you what, a, a game that I want to see uh, being brought back to life. Capcom, I hope you're listening to me on this. Um, Mega Man Legends. Please, for the love of God, Mega Man Legends 3. Um, remaster the first two, re-release the first two even to, to modern consoles. Um, they're a fantastic series, you know. It, it's it's different from the regular Mega Man's. Instead of this, uh, instead of the the two D side scroller shoot 'em ups, um, this one is more of like a three D action RPG kind of thing. Um. Mega Man is a bit of a different character. Um, the world is a bit different, uh, but it is it is a amazingly fun and unique game. Um, you know, you, you you play as Mega Man. It, this this world has moved on. Um, the planet is kind of underwater. It's not even clear if this is Earth or not. Um, but you uh, play as Mega Man, who um, he's had like amnesia. Um, doesn't really remember who he is. Um, he was found as like a baby. Um, so, you know, obviously he can't really remember who he is. That ties into gameplay later on um, with why he is found as a baby, but also doesn't remember who he is. Um, you uh, you, you uh, dig into ancient ruins in this one, and you are like a treasure hunter, like Indiana Jones, except you've got a gun arm. Um and that uh, movie <laughs> yeah I, everybody remember when indiana jones had a gun arm um but you could uh you'd go into these uh ruins and you would you'd be finding uh these things called refractors which are basically um the world's power supply they they look like crystals and they could be spent on um you know pretty much things that everybody use them for batteries some were good for cooking some were good for powering like large buildings um the world was pretty much underwater, um, so you'd have islands, and so for people to island hop, they would have these like flying airships that they would take around. And um, 
you know, obviously uh, this is, you know, a Mega Man game and a standard action RPG. So obviously the world gets a little bit bigger and uh, Mega Man has to come in and, and save save the day and save the world from being destroyed. But uh, the, the second game ended on a cliffhanger of Mega Man being stuck up on a, a satellite up in space. And, um, you know, uh, it was supposed to be a rescue mission to come get him and they never made the third game. And uh, Capcom, I'm pissed at you. I'm gonna come out and say it. Uh, bring my bring my boy back. Dropping the ball, dropping the ball for sure. Um, there there was talks of the game already being uh, remade years and years ago, but they canceled the project. Um, unfortunately, uh, didn't Capcom get bought out by somebody? Uh, as far as I'm, as far as I know, they haven't been bought out by anybody. I'm pretty sure they're still independent. Capcom is huge, huge, huge. Uh, didn't Capcom also do uh, the Dead Rising game? Yeah, yep, Capcom did the Dead Rising games. Yep, Capcom has a huge, uh, huge library of stuff they've done. Um, Street Fighters is also under their brand. Um, Capcom is also enormous over in Japan. Uh, you know, like them, Sega, Konami, they all have, you know, entire buildings that are dedicated to just like arcade cabinets that they have man that'd be uh, that, that's another thing we need to bring arcades back like full we do arcades. we do we do um you know uh there's so many games um that were just cultural phenomenon from from back in the day um that were arcade cabinet games you know think of pac-man and, and galaga and centipede and those asteroids like enormous games, um, it was such a unique market, and it's it's too bad because now nobody gets out and socializes anymore. You know, playing a game for only a quarter, you know, glory days. Well, now it's like a buck fifty to play a game. It seems like, and and most of the arcade cabinets games you get are apps pretty, you can play on your phone. Yeah, they're apps you can. They're they're very subpar. They're like cash grab feeling anymore. Like I mean. Which, looking back at those games, they were definitely cash grabs then. You know, they, they made those games dirt hard on purpose to steal kids' money. But it was still a solid game for the most part. Everything played right, everything felt right. The story, if it had one, usually made sense. You remember the Jurassic Park game? The, uh, yeah. The, the seat would shake and beat the hell out of you while you're driving. Absolutely, yeah, and people uh, people didn't like it. <laughs> People didn't like it. I remember playing that at Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, Chuck E. Cheese. Yep. Go to Chuck E. Cheese, I'd play that, and then I'd play the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles arcade cabinet, which that just got a remaster, too. A remake um, got brought over. I think it's uh, Shredder's Revenge or something like that. Nice. Yep. They uh, had the side-scrolling games were always fun. Contra... Ninja Turtles and Street... What? No, it wasn't Street Fighters, was it? It was, uh... Streets of Rage, probably. Or uh, Double Dragon. Double Dragon, that's one. You know, they, were, they were all fun. It's, oh, yeah, yeah. Those are great games that you could just go out with a friend and just and, and waste time on playing. Mom and Dad are out shopping somewhere, so you're in the arcade in the mall and got a couple quarters to spend, and it's a good distraction. Oh, yeah. It was always fun. Um... Like I said, that Jurassic Park game, the seat would shake that 
hell out of you. And, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, now they got the new one, and it's just you sit there. And, I don't know. It's not as fun as it used to be. It seems like, like you said, they're all just cash grab. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the times change. Things happen. Um, the world moves on from stuff. Um, but, you know, uh, I would love to see more uh, enclaves hold out of the old days of stuff like that where um, instead of it just be companies trying to bank on nostalgia and buy people's trust from how good they used to be um, I wish it would just go back to like there be groups that just make good stuff that just feels like the older days instead of you know shameless grabs right yeah the uh, what was the one uh, Duke Nukem there was a production for 12 oh, years. Oh, Duke Nukem. That oh, was a disaster. It was awful. It wasn't worth the 12-year wait. No, I remember you. Didn't you pre-order that? Yep. Yeah. Yep. And, and then mean, within a month of it coming out, it was a $5 game. Yeah. I, I mean, I beat the game, but it was also like, I could have waited. Uh, for anybody wanting a good comparison of a recent natural disaster um, in those lines, Fallout 76 its launch date. That's basically what Duke Nukem was, except that was the whole game. Um, you know, and this was this was the 360 era. This isn't where they just released patches and they could just you know, do stuff to fix the game and make it better. Um, they basically were like, well, we've already spent this much money. We might as well put it out and uh, they should have just, just canceled the project and let it die. Yeah, they uh, I don't know. The old Duke Nukems, I mean, they had character. They, yeah, they had character. They had character. And, and then this one, he was just a horn dog. I mean, everything everything had boobs and everything else. And yeah, like, well, I mean, that's kind of what the old games were, too. But they, they tried to shove... Combat? A, yeah, horrid combat. Uh, the, you know, the combat was better on the, the 64 version than it was on the 360 version. If you've got a, a downgrade in gameplay from something that came out three generations ago, you've got an issue. Um, you know, yeah, the guns all had no power to them. The The graphics were all muddied and horrible and looked like somebody smeared crap on the camera. Um, I mean, I guess... You could literally pick up your poop and run around with it. Oh. I don't know if you remember that, but, you know, yeah, th- this, was, this was a game that it felt like it was made for... 13 year old boys back in the 80s um you know and so it just lost any of its and it wasn't even like a like the humor wasn't even a homage to older times it was just like they thought this was still funny stuff and it was still good and it just fell flat sounded called in i mean we're talking about combat we'll go back i'm gonna go back to the 64 and i'm gonna go to quake quake was the bee's knees. I, I don't know what about it was, but it was simple, but I don't know. I Well, if I remember right, it was one of the first multiplayer games to exist, too. Something like that. Uh, no, I don't think... Eh, it may have been. It was, it was, I, it was the progenitor to um, games along the lines of, like, Halo. Right, um, I remember that you Quake could, Online. Yep, exactly, Quake Online. Um, I was never big into Quake. I kind of missed that whole thing. Um, I honestly, I got my Nintendo 64, I believe, 
about the same time, if not after my PlayStation 2. And I, I played my PlayStation 2 until, you know, the Xbox One came out. Um, I, you know, those, just, those were my games was PlayStation 2, PlayStation 1, and Nintendo 64. But I was big into uh, Turok. Oh, God. Turok. Rage Wars. Rage Wars. Yes. I loved Rage Wars. It was so fun. Um, <laughs> which I would love to see them redo those. Um, that would definitely be a fun game to see be redone. We're not going to talk about uh, the actual Turok remake that they already did, um, trying to bring it into the 360 era, because that was a train wreck. Um, yeah, it didn't seem like it had anything to do it with it. It had nothing to do with Turok. It's like they, they took the dude's name, and they slapped a guy in with dinosaurs, and were like, here you go, here's Turok. In space. In, in space, space planet. Oh, sorry, they did a Turok in space. That was too Seed of Evil. Seed of Evil is really good. Seed of Evil is really good. Um, that was probably my favorite one besides Rage Wars. Okay. Um, something about the arcadiness of Rage Wars just clicked with me at the time. Uh, my favorite Korok will have to be the first one. I absolutely love it. I mean, it's visually stunning, beautiful environment. Uh, I mean, it, the enemies weren't overpowered or anything, and you kind of had to think about what you were doing also. I mean, jumping, you had to think about it. You had to be very precise or you're going to fall. Then you got to climb up the wall, and then you got to do it again, and you're probably going to mm-hmm. do it about 50 times and finally put the game down. But yeah. it was fun. It was a fun game. Speaking of other Nintendo 64 games, another great one was uh, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Oh, yes. Um, by far one of the best games that ever came out on the 64. Um, it was just a another cultural phenomenon. Um, you know, people play that game to this day. It still holds up. Um, you know, maybe graphically it hold, it's a little rough around the edges now, but, you know, we're, what is it, four, four console generations ahead of the Nintendo 64 now? Yes. Or something along something those lines. Because like it came out with the PlayStation. Pretty sure Nintendo came out with the original. Uh, the 64 came out with the PlayStation. Yes. Generation. Uh, they were going to go in together. Yeah. And, and then uh, PlayStation got screwed. Nintendo backed out. And PlayStation already had pretty much a finished console. So they just made it and released it. Oh, yeah. I That I was remember, supposed to be their disk drive console. I remember playing Orcarina of Time. And it <laughs> back when you could buy... I mean, you still can, I guess. But you buy a manual and a walkthrough. And then you had that in your hand. Yeah. Which I was never a walkthrough kid. Which, um, you know... It took me like ten years to be able to be old enough to actually beat that, but uh, yeah, yeah, fantastic game. Not as much of a fan of the uh, the the uh, second one, Majora's Mask. I loved a lot about it, but that time constraint, I I just could not do it. I couldn't grasp it. Again, just too young for the time. Oh, and that was one of the games that I rented. I never owned that one. Yeah. Oh, something crazy to think about. Uh, GTA Five. Uh, it's only five years away from being a classic. Yeah, God, I remember you bought that for the uh, the three sixty. Yes, that was that was before the Xbox One launched, yes, right? I pre-ordered that. Yeah. And yep. That game is ancient. I, well, they they've had they've had some leaks. GTA Six is coming out. You know, well, at least within the next ten years. I thought they said uh, 
last number I heard was 2025. It's uh, expected to be released in 2024. Oh, well, they moved up their timetable or something then. Um, have you heard anything about that one? Uh, I've watched some trailers. Uh, I mean, or concept, I guess you'd call it. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, it honestly looks like five to me, but uh, it, I think they're going with a different approach. I don't think you're going to be able to do the uh, character switching again. Yeah, I, I, from what I heard, you play as one character this time. You play as a a, a woman. Um, I think she starts out from like the streets or something like that. I'm getting a very uh, San Andreas vibe. I think that's kind of what they're going for. I want to say you're no. Uh, it doesn't. It doesn't take place in Los Santos. It takes place somewhere else. It's supposed to be one of the biggest maps they're bringing out. Yeah. Um, it's nuts, and I think with five, it was the first. At like every console, every generation console has had at least one Grand Theft Auto come And out. now Grand Theft Auto has been out on three consoles. Yes, it's nuts. Yes. Well, I mean, it's their cash cow. Um, you know, Grand Theft Auto Online, it's, <laughs> you know, why would they Why would they worry about pumping another game out quick when that that's floating their entire Rockstar's whole bank account is just by GTA Online. Right. And it, I, I can't say... Uh, I never liked it. Uh, I absolutely loved all the Grand Theft Autos. Uh, I would say my favorite of all the GTAs was San Andreas. It was the first one that it seemed like you could just do about anything in there. I really liked um, how it felt like you could make your character your own character. Right. Um, CJ was his name, correct? Yes. Yeah, where you could, you know, if you ate too much food, he'd get fat. If you went and worked out a bunch, you know, he'd get get bulky you could make him go do running you could make him go do biking you could really you know it felt like your character changed and improved because you were doing stuff to your character and i wish they'd put that in the new ones i bet they had something like that in five but they they did but it felt to me at least very inconsequential um where your your shooting and your flying and your swimming speeds could go up and your your cardio i think but it felt very inconsequential. Um, you know, your your character didn't change with your stats like CJ did. I never cheated in GTA either. I cheated. I cheated a lot. I cheated my pants off. I I spawned anything I could. I got God mode. I got anything I could get on yep. there. Probably my favorite one, I would say, would be either 4 or Vice City. One of the two, which I believe that's where this new one is supposed to take place in, is in Vice City. Which is, uh, I believe, supposed to be Miami. Yes, I, yeah, it's, it's supposed to, uh, Vice City was supposed to be a very Miami Vice. Yeah, Scarface exactly, kinda. yep. Miami-Dade County is supposed to take on all of that. And you've got Liberty City is obviously New York, and then you've got uh, Los Santos, which is Los Angeles. Yep, it says it's supposed to take place in Vice City, but obviously it's supposed to have a way bigger map. I'm... Right. And that, that was one thing it seemed like with Five is a, <laughs> no matter how much you played, it seemed like you could explore everywhere. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, well, a five also had a lot of dead space for me. Um, speaking of dead space, I've heard the uh, the new one of that was actually really good. Um, sounds like uh, it sounds like some devs are starting to get their stuff together and uh, just remake faithfully, um, or at least to the best of their abilities, remake faithfully. What what was the new game they brought out? Uh, it's almost a dead space. Callisto. Callisto Protocol. Yeah, that one. Very, very dead space. Well, it was, I believe, made by one of the original directors of Dead Space. Um, I heard it's been not received well. Um, based on that, um, which is what I kind of do for almost every game, is I wait for a sale to hit before I spend my money on it. Um, most of the times, I don't think devs uh, for modern games have been putting in enough work to earn 60 to $70. Um, I think 30 to 40 is a much more a game to spend on something that I'm not sure I want to play. Um, I'm a huge fan of Dead Space, but you know, when I've already been hurt with you know, it's, it's not being received well, um, which I don't just go on to, on to, you know, Game Informer and listen to what they have to say. I definitely shop around and listen to a bunch of critics by people who've actually played through the full game and see what they feel about it. But, you know, everybody do, does their own thing, but I, uh, definitely a guy who likes the sales. Yeah, yo, yeah, sales are, maybe, uh, I get most of my games on sale. I, well, it's a great way to try something with a lot less risk to your bank account. Yeah, the, uh, so there's a new game that, uh, supposed to be a medieval magic game. I can't remember the name of it. Uh, do you remember the name of that? Which one? So I sent it to you guys. Oh, good lord. No, I can't remember it. Uh, it's a new MMO game. It's, um, it's on supposed sale to be right now. 10 yep, bucks. Until the 14th. It's supposed to be a low fantasy game. Um, I've watched the trailer for it. They actually had a, a whole um, 30 minutes gameplay trailer where they had um, another person walk through and um, kind of explain how the game works. It's very Mountain Blade Bannerlord for anybody who's familiar with that series, which is another fantastic game. Um, you know, it, it was 10 years since they released the one before that, um, Warband, until this one. And uh, th this game kind of reminds me of the same. It, it looks, it's a little runescape-y. Um, not not graphics-wise or, or quite gameplay-wise, but where your, your person goes to different locations, um, there's a couple different factions that you ally with, um, and you can, uh, you know, you pick your armor, armors and weapons all have their own different unique counters and stuff like that. As you practice and do more stuff, your person levels up and gets better. You can build your own, like, little forts and castle and, you know, even garden and do all these things, except you can do it on an MMO server. They said that they doubled their player, players, and 24 hours, so I haven't seen much of it, but Gloria Victus. It's called Gloria Victus, and it is on Steam right now. I think I'm going to give that one a try. Um, I, I might. Um, I'm a little hesitant on it. Um, they, they doubled their player count, or quadrupled their player count, I believe, but they went from 250 to 1,000, so those are very low numbers. 
but it'll give you a chance to get in early on the game. Um, it went from two to four. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, you know, you can get in early on the game right now, and um, it, it seems like the devs are very much wanting feedback on the game. They just released this game um, from early access. Um, but, it, it, you know, yeah, uh, it, it looks like it's got a lot of potential. Again, very low fantasy. It looks like there might be a little bit of monsters. I'm pretty sure I saw, like, a giant or an ogre or something along those lines. But you're not going to be casting magic. You're not going to be, you know, you know, fighting probably dragons or anything like that. But there might be, you know, like mutant monsters, like, you know, like giants or whatever. Um, it seems the focus is very um, like a three-way uh, empire war between the different factions. Um, and uh, your, your person just kind of hops along and it looks like the map changes who controls what and you get different things based on how much you control or, or, or something along those lines. But it looks interesting, for sure. Yeah, it'd probably be best to get it now. And I mean, until before it goes up to $60. Is that what it's going up to, is 60 I have no idea, but, you know, when the games start going good. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's only a half-off sale. and I think it's, yeah, you said $10, so it might only be going up to 20 The uh, I remember buying, what was that, Hunt Showdown. Playing that, I, we... Me and Dakota got, I don't know, one round in, and then the servers crashed. We weren't able to play again, so I ended up asking for a refund for it. Like, it just drove me nuts. Yep. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, you've got a lot of games that, that launch like that. Um, they just, they they can't handle what they thought they were going to handle. Yeah, the game's only $20 full price. Thanks. They, uh, I, I don't know if they're going for, like, a... The Amazon's New World, kind of. That's that's what's been said about it. It's supposed to be kind of Amazon New Worldy with how how at least they're doing the the MMO setup of it, of where you pay the one dollar price, you pay the price for the game. You, there's no subscription. You just buy the game and you can play it, which is good. I think more of those games need to be like that, and then you know maybe do like RuneScape where you get a little bit of extra stuff every month if you you pay a, a membership subscription or really like. You know, in RuneScape, you can earn membership. Uh, you know, you can spend in-game gold to buy membership, which is really nice. Yeah, I'm not crazy about pay-to-play kind of games where it's just like, oh, he's better than me because he spent $500. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, you know, which devs got to make their money somehow, for sure. I get that, but it EA. does make the game very... Uh, yeah, EA is a notorious... Uh, offender at this um i don't know if you remember battlefield uh, battlefront 2 when it launched um where you had to play for something like over 100 hours to unlock darth vader um it was it was an insane amount or you could pay like seven bucks for it yeah um so you, you basically you know you'd have people that you could just tell that they would have these high unlock like ridiculous characters early in the game just because they dumped the money on so there's definitely a pay-to-win for that. Or you could get Darth Maul and Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2, 3, <laughs> or whatever, which one it was. You know, I I was never a fan of uh, skating games, but I did like the, the Tony Hawk skate ones. Um, the original, I think the two, I like those ones the best. Um, not my jam, 
I'm not a sports guy. I'm not a racing guy. I am big into the strategy games. I'm big into the RPGs, um, some FPS stuff, but not not anything of the uh, the wide world of sports. But those ones were fun. They were they were good video game video games. Like they were fun to play. They were handleable. Everything was really unique. They uh, definitely. I don't know, looking back, going through games, and it's just like, they've come a long ways from when we started. I mean, we even started, once they started upgrading, it just seemed mm-hmm. like. I, I could not imagine um, being a teenager when Pong first released, okay. and being able to play that, and then hopping on to something nowadays and playing it. Um, I remember showing my dad... Um, an Xbox One game. Um, and the last time he'd played a game was, you know, when I was a little kid and he, he played a Medal of Honor Rising Sun with me for the PlayStation 2. And, uh, you know, just the, the graphics increase was, he's like, this is basically real life now. Um, you know, my dad's 60-something, so. Medal of Honor was an awesome game. I don't even know if they're making them anymore, but that was, I loved so they tried to relaunch the series um, with, I believe, Warfighter, and it kind of didn't do very well. Um, everybody basically was like, "Oh, this is a Call of Duty clone." But Call of Duty, the Call of Duty, Medal of Honor clone. Yeah. Yes, exactly. But you know, um, it's just like the if they would have made going, "Oh, that's the Fortnite guy." Yeah. That's, exactly. That's Master Chief. <laughs> Yeah, um, mm-hmm. there and there's a dozen of things with that, but um, yeah, Medal of Honor was a wonderful series, um, but they just you know they they couldn't quite find their their footing anymore. Um, you know, I wish they would do more World War II games. Um, you know, it was a wonderful time period, but they they've ignored that. You know, World War II games. Um, you've got the Gulf War. Um, you've got. Uh, Vietnam, War. Korea, well, there uh, was even the, World War One barely had any action over it. There was, a, well, there was a game literally called Vietnam. That was actually mm-hmm. decent. I don't know if you ever remember this. This is probably my first for, foray into war games, um, the SOCOM series. Oh, God, SOCOM. I was hot garbage at them, but they were fun games. What, what, there was... PlayStation 2, I think, forget which one, it was like SOCOM Navy SEALs or something like that, and you you had a mic, and you could actually command your guys yeah. to do stuff. Yeah, um, I I did not get a chance to play that one. Um, I never had any of the uh, peripherals for the PlayStation. It was, <laughs> when I played that, when I was young, it seemed like technology would never advance past what I just played. Well, I don't know if you remember PlayStation Two doing the basically the first versions of the um, the Connect, where you had your little camera set up for oh. your PlayStation Two, and you could do all your movements and you could play games. And Lord, I remember sitting in front of uh, the screen at Walmart playing oh, yeah. playing the demo of that game for forever while my parents would go off grocery shopping. Those were the days when you could just sit there and play a whole game. My neck is still messed up from oh. looking straight up at the TV. Why they thought that was the great idea for the day, and not just have like the TVs like behind the games. 
you know. <laughs> it was probably supposed to be a deterrent that you don't play it all day. I I have no idea. I, I, honestly, my thoughts is as a deterrent so somebody wouldn't steal the TV. <laughs> that's, that's true. It was, it's just nuts that you, like, thinking back, like, Walmart used to sell fish. Like, yeah. you could take fish and... Yep, I remember doing that too. Well, yeah. it's watching the fish swim by for you know an hour or two, or the lobster tank. All the lobster. Back when tank. lobsters was like, oh, you, you could spend like ten dollars for a lobster. Oh. And right. mind you, we're we're from, you know, we're from Indiana, not necessarily a place where one can go to get lobsters easily. Um, but by God, yeah, they they you just they just have lobsters for you to buy. And you get your fish, and then you play your games in the game aisle. You tried your game out before you bought it. That's something I wish, uh, which I've noticed a big resurgence is it's demos. Good lord, we need more demos back. Um, you know, there there's a lot of games that I've seen where I'm just like, I, I wouldn't spend money on it. But then I've tried a demo of it, and I'm like, you know what? Actually, this game is really fun. Yeah, um, there's, you know. Uh, people need to look back on what we've already done before um, and maybe try it again. Um, society is where it is today because of things that we've done in the past. And I think it uh, it doesn't do well to ignore what has got us where we are. Right, definitely. And that's kind of kind of the one of the points of the episode. I'll do is just kind of look back, see where we came from, where it all started. And- you know, I mean, we can't go way back. Obviously, we weren't born Pong time, but it, it from where we started, it still was pretty simple. And now it's like the stuff that they're pushing through systems, it's nuts. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, the graphics are exponentially jumping. The gameplay and what all these systems can handle is, is insane compared to what it used to be. You know, uh, people had to pull off some really crazy tricks just to get stuff to work on what it used to work on. But now these consoles and the, the computers are they're so high powered. They can load an entire map up when you never have to load going anywhere. Hey, well, I mean, you know, you, you can play old systems on your phone now. Oh, you yeah. Know, I, you know, my, my phone, I've got uh, emulators downloaded of, you know, Game Boy and, you know, the original Playstations and Wiis and... You know, I mean, you can put that on your phone. You put it on a Legally. computer. And... I owned the games. <laughs> I bought them once. I bought them once. Listen, um, the biggest defender of this is Nintendo. If Nintendo would get off their butts and uh, re-release these games or do something with the series. Yeah, if you wanted money, you would bring them back out. Exactly. You would let me buy them for $1. I would, I would be fine buying an old Nintendo game for $1. That's crazy to think. Like, I... Yeah, I got a Nintendo Switch, and I wanted Skyrim, and they want $60 for it. I don't think it was $60 when it came out. Uh, yeah, it was 60 when it came out. Was it? Oh, uh, absolutely. I've bought it three times. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, like, now it's a $10 bin game, but in Nintendo's eyes, you got to pay $60 to play well, it on Switch. Well, Nintendo has a certain set of fans that will pay anything because it's on the Switch. Which the Switch, um, it's holding our generation back. It, 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 the generation of consoles, it's holding them back because they're making games that they have to be able to run on the Switch, and so they get really pared down. Same thing with the Series S. Um, the Series S is just a glorified Xbox One. 
you know, it, it's an Xbox One with a, a solid state drive in it. And, uh, yeah, they the devs have gone on record a handful of times now saying that they have to make it to their lowest common denominator, and those are the two that's holding everybody back. Yeah, it's always something. Yeah, but, I mean, you know, I would rather people be able to play games than not. Um, I think it's a wonderful medium, and I think it's good for, for people to get in to do. Right. It, it, it's definitely one of the things where it's like, I don't know. I, I, I could understand if it was 20, 20 bucks, maybe, or if you wanted it for the Switch, or whatever, Switch, 20 bucks, okay. The game is... It is a bit ridiculous to release old games for full price. God, how old is Skyrim? Skyrim's got to be 10, 12 years it old. came out 11, 11, 11, so, if I remember correctly. So, so, you know, 12 years old now. It came because out. Starfield was supposed to release on 11, 11, 22, and it's still not out. 11, 11, 11. But so it's what, 12 years old? 12 years old, yep. It's almost a classic. It is a classic now, I believe. 15 years. Is it 15 Skyrim uh, has won many, many awards. It's a wonderful game. The modding community is doing a fantastic job keeping the game alive and fresh. Right. Yeah. Um, for sure. And uh, what was the the not predecessor uh, the Oblivion? Prequel. Yeah, Oblivion. Yep. Yeah, it, uh, that was kind of the first open world kind of game that I played. Yep. And that's where I kind of felt, well, no, I can't say that. I, I Fallout. Fallout's where I started. Where no, Oblivion was Oblivion the first one. Was that, where, yeah, because you had it for the PlayStation 3. Yeah. Uh, before you before you swapped to Xbox. Yeah, the... Uh, I will... Uh, that, that That's something that I would love to talk about next time, is um, the console wars. Um, if you call them that. Um, I think it's good for there to be a war between the two consoles um, because it makes them have to actually try. Right. But, uh, yeah, it was Oblivion before that and then Morrowind before that. Yeah, the... Uh, <laughs> I I absolutely loved Oblivion. It like, seemed like the first time that you could, again, go out and do what you wanted. Mm -hmm. you, you built your character. and It had its issues. Um, but it was a very fun game. All the characters looked like potatoes. Was that Bethesda? Bethesda. Bethesda yeah, Beth yes, Bethesda yeah. did that. Yep. That Bethesda has done the entirety of the Elder Scrolls series. Um, and then they took over Fallout, starting with Fallout 3. The buggy. Bugs. They, oh. Well, they just need to get over themselves. Uh, Todd Howard needs to get off his high horse and, <laughs> and, and use a new... Uh, game engine um instead of rehashing gamebryo that is the same engine that they've used from their first games I'm, I'm pretty sure they've used this engine since oblivion and fallout 3 and they're still making games on the same patched up engine this is one of those it is a zombie car that won't die that's what they're doing with this it's scary that's that's the reason why the, the fallout 76 did so rough that's the reason why fallout 4 wasn't as good as it could have been is because it kind of screwed the pooch on it. That you know what? Speaking of that, that's probably the, the one of the biggest games that I would love to see a remake for is Fallout New Vegas. Now that um, Obsidian and Bethesda are both owned by Microsoft, 
would love to see them polish that game up and release a full remake where they don't have six months to make a video game. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, New Vegas. Uh... It had the best story out of all of them, by far. It had one of the uh, best gun systems out of all of them. Like, yeah, I mean, it's a bit, it's a bit smoother and more polished in 4, and you can kind of, like, change more about your guns. But you didn't have the modification systems like you did in New Vegas. Um, and the characters. I cared about the characters in New Vegas. I never once cared about anybody in 3 or 4. No, they never really... I, You didn't really come across... I guess you did come across a lot of characters, but it seemed like you weren't trying to build a relationship with these characters. It, it seemed like you were a, a person that came into the world who was not a part of the world and you would never be a part of the world. That's how 3 and 4 felt to me. They felt like your character was some unseen force that came in and just mucked around with everything. Could fix stuff, could destroy stuff, you know, whatever. But New Vegas, it felt like you were already a part of the world, and your impacts mattered, and it didn't just matter to everybody else, but it mattered to you. Now, was it New Vegas that had the... Uh, good and bad meter, I guess. So, technically, three and four, or three and New Vegas both had a morality system. New Vegas is probably the only one it mattered in. Yeah. Um, you know, characters would kind of react to you differently on your morality. Um, your perks, you could get different perks based off of your morality. Um, you also had a reputation meter with other gangs that were in the wastes so you could have people like you you could have people hate you and uh you know you get free stuff from people or you know whatever get shot at get shot at absolutely um you know get hit squads after <laughs> you um but you know that that is a game where they did so good if they again because it was used off the game brio the buggy crap engine if they could remake it on you know like unreal engine or something along those lines make it make it new make it fresh um I, that's one of those games where I'd probably pay sixty bucks for. I would that that is one of those few games where I don't. I think I would pre-order it, not even wait for a sale. I've got that much trust in Obsidian. Um, you know, I like the Outer Worlds really good, but I think if they took uh, another crack at Fallout New Vegas and they just cleaned it all up, and yeah, I think it'd be a great game. Yeah, um, it, it, it was a little break for it. Um. But I think that's where I'm gonna we're gonna close it here because we keep going where we ramble for hours. Uh, but it definitely would be a great topic to come up to on the next episode. Like you said, the console wars. Who what? Who liked what best? And what do you think did the best and whatnot? But uh, I think I'm gonna sign off for now uh, with this episode. So uh, we'll see you in the next one. Like I said, I'm Bill. And I'm Zach.